strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdell, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. We are here going to be having Ali Brunner, the founder, co-founder of the Breasties, which is a nonprofit breast cancer organization. Very excited to hear her journey and story. Uh, we've got childhood friend Sean Connell on in place of Dan today. What's going on, Conch? Hanging in there. Excited Didn't to be here. Well, working up the appetite, walking like 10 miles across the bridges earlier. Big time, famished. I know, right? What, what's it, Conj, after a walk like that, like how do you fulfill the appetite? What are you feasting on? Yeah, I'm trying to stay vegetarian. So I like to go to uh, get vegetarian tacos down the street here. Ja, ja, ja. If you haven't been there, oh, I recommend yeah. it. We've crushed that a couple of times. That's pretty excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, you would love that place. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, I love tacos in general. Yeah. Conj, what's your thoughts on like vegan ice cream? Are you behind that whole movement? Um, it's not personally my thing, but uh, I, it's there are a few that are pretty fantastic. Oatly ice cream is the one I hear the most positive things about. It's good. Yeah. I like uh, Van Leeuwen is my favorite. Corey, I had that the other night. Yeah. I live next to it. It's like way too close to me. The non-dairy tastes fine. Yeah. Honestly, it tastes a little bit more rich, but I, I actually think it's more fattening than ice cream. <laughs> it probably is. It just, it, it yeah. I will give it, it doesn't give me the same stomach issues. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if dairy is your issue, then <laughs> definitely go with the vegan. I actually, ice cream never gives me problems dairy either though. It's more if I'm going too hard on cereal or something, but you know, yes, yeah, I'm straight up milk. Yeah. Dan <laughs> takes cheese off his pizza, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself on that one. That kid in pizza day as a kid, he used to get napkins and just take all of, you know how you used to get like two or three slices or one? It's Dan funny. I used to do the same thing. You did that too, Corey? I, I did that. And then Josh would literally eat my cheese because he's a big Whoa. cheese guy. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, later in life, I, I switched and now I obviously love it. That's a next level cheese guy. That's, it's, I'm a big cheese guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not a eating napkin cheese off of my buddy who, you know pizza oh yeah josh he's the next he's the next level disgusting cheese guy i mean i'll never forget josh when we went out for a tag he with ordered with conviction the duck fries with a burger and coke that was a phenomenal meal for him it's a great order i lived by conviction through him and that i was like man i wish i could order like that right now <laughs> you yeah, know was one of these days. Uh, <laughs> college Mike would have gone in a town on that. Oh yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Conj, you used to be like that back in the day. You went through your phase of what the double stuffed Oreos. I remember you went, were feasting on those at one point. My favorite thing was to go to the diner and order two entrees and, uh, eat them both. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Conj, everything, I, I think every single time I ever ate with you, it was always, you would always order two entrees. I feel like most of the time it, I, I'm hard to satisfy. Yeah. Yeah. I, you need options. For sure. Too. 
Yeah, any conj. What what do you usually do like on a cheat meal, like a Sunday night? I know you're not like a major foodie, but when you if you're treating yourself like famished and want to just get off the vegetarian train for a second, what's Jeez, your? Uh, yeah, yeah, the vegetarian train. I like to go to a nice Japanese restaurant and order some uh, fantastic beef. They tend to do beef the best, I would say. Oh. Uh, or for a cheat meal, I got kind of a sweet tooth, so I'll go get the you know a slice of cake or something on my as that. What kind of cake? Uh, like a chocolate uh, volcano cake. Wow, Conj, yeah. now we're talking. I love where you're heading out with that. One of my favorite memories with Conj is he randomly whipped up like a this like fruit pie in Denver when we were living there, like homemade. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if you remember that, but. It, it was amazing. I was like, I didn't even know Sean could bake, and he just whipped up a homemade fruit pie, and it was like delicious. Man of many talents. Yeah, I had a I had a phase yeah. where I was going through a fruit tart fetish. Yeah, I was loving it. Ah, damn. yeah. That's Speaking cool. of fruit tarts, that was like the best one was from the market on uh in Denver on oh, 16th yeah. Street. They did have and they actually tarts. They just closed down because of a uh, COVID situation. They shut their doors officially. Ah, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, nothing exciting food wise. I was saying earlier before we went live, obviously I did my dumpling fix as a normal Sunday. I think I ordered three orders of dumplings, uh, all vegetable, vegetable steam. Mm. So they, I keep it. I, you know, when I go dumplings, everyone's like, how do you eat so many dumplings? I'm not eating fried dumplings for one. And most of the time they're vegetable. So yeah. and I don't load them with soy sauce or anything like that too. So I think I'm going the pretty healthy route. Mike, what, yeah, are, your thoughts I, on, uh, what are your thoughts on soup dumplings? Love soup love dumplings soup. if they're good. I it's think, a, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have had pinch. I haven't had pinch. They make a great soup dumpling. The way their dumplings, their texture, it makes it easy to deliver. I wouldn't suggest delivery soup dumplings unless it's from them. They have a way of somehow keeping their dumplings impressively intact. Yeah. I had um, Vietnamese dumplings last night. I had like shrimp dumplings. I had like shrimp and chive, and then I had veggie dumplings, and they were phenomenal. I, I crushed like 12 of them. Corey, I, I love where you're at there. Love it. Yeah, actually, I saw Mike's Instagram, and I was like, I can go for that. See? We got to just have people. I, I want to just have an on-demand dumpling chef that's like, listen, you could just announce my food, and I'm going to just whip up food for you all the time any dumplings you want, you know, that'd be a dream. So, all right. So I, I don't, for food for thought, we got a special one today. Kanj, I don't know. You've obviously never participated in this before, but we're going to do a, uh, make it lighter a in here. yeah, we're going to do jeopardy. So it'll be Mike, you versus Mike. I'll be the host. I can't right. share my screen in here, but we'll just do a few questions each. I'm excited for it. I know. I feel like you just know some random facts and Mike always knows food facts. Oh yeah, pump ready. All right, should we start it, or you you want to go over current events real quick? Oh yeah, Corey, why don't you go, D Sean? You want to uh, dabble? I know we talked on the bridge a bit. Some current events. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, do a couple uh, non-mainstream stories right now, just to mix it up. So uh, researchers have been studying the uh, DNA aging markers in dogs, and they have come up with a new formula for describing your dog's human age. Uh, the formula is 16 times the natural log of their age plus 31. And if you don't remember high school math, what that means is your dog ages very quickly and the 
first year of its life, and then that slows down significantly over time. So a one-year-old dog is now considered around 30, a seven-year-old dog is considered around 60, and a 12-year-old dog is considered around 70. Wow. So you know the idea is to keep in mind that your dog is middle-aged most of its life. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. I didn't know that. Me neither. And I kind of love the idea of having Sean on as like a weekly segment for like fun news to get out of like all the dreadful shit that's been going on in the world. It's funny you say that, Corey, because we were talking <laughs> about that today, how it's like, let's keep this outside of the normal. Sean literally first said, he's like, I'm not going to talk about the virus. Let's do something. Yeah, let's, that's what I figured. I was like, let's not talk yeah. about the book. Let's just chop it up the conch and have like a fun show. Yeah, I love it. But, um, I'm with it. Let's keep it light. Yeah. What else is up, Conch? Yeah. So um, let's see. Other things going on. The Washington Redskins are finally dropping their controversial team name. The top two contenders for its replacement are the Washington Red Wolves and the Washington Warriors. What do you guys think about those names? I, I can't stand them. I mean, we were the Washington Warriors, and I, I never liked that name. But I think that was way better than the Washington Warriors. I don't know. I mean – that's a real tough one. The Red Wolves are awful. I think both, I, I don't know, the Generals, yeah. I, it's tough going from the Redskins to then a name that's anything red. I think they need to switch it up. Yeah, I hate both of those names. They're terrible, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion. They they got to completely go off the ground. I was joking around Corey, with what? earlier, uh, Corey, if Trump started like, oh, we should do the Washington Trumps. I, that would definitely, <laughs> I could see him starting that campaign going. Yeah, it's like a future tweet that's coming in the next 48 right. hours. I feel if you like. want to get Trump's attention, just be like, oh, I thought of a great <laughs> name for the Redskins, Trump. The Washington Don the Washington Donalds. Donald. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what if you tweet that, I'm sure it'll get retweeted by him. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Talk about marketing. Uh <laughs> yeah. So that I don't know. They're gonna have a lot of thinking to do with that one. But the Red Wolves, no way. It just doesn't work for football. I just yeah. don't see it. Hey, that's like a minor league baseball or hockey team. Yeah, oh, and I feel like every, everyone's the Warriors. Yeah, the war. We were the Warriors in high school. Yeah, it's, it's just played out like. Yeah, and the Red Wolves. You literally, you can't take a team like that seriously. I'd be like, come on, what? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and Hanj, it sounds like we, anything else current events wise. Uh, yeah, we got a couple other things. In food news, Krispy Kreme is giving away free donuts to anyone who had a birthday during the lockdown in the UK and Australia. And there's rumors that's going to spread to the US this week. Genius so if you had marketing. a birthday from March to July, you get a uh, free donut. Yeah. yeah. Damn, Conj, me and you just missed that. But Mike, sounds like you'll be getting a free donut. Oh, I mean, that's coming up. You're right. Why not? I'll get one. Yeah. For you guys. <laughs> Andrew Caparo says, what's up? Yeah, it is Sean Conj. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew's kicking ass. Um, I don't know why it's not letting me respond here, but yeah, there's Dan. Um, yeah, go for it, Conch. Hey, live comments. Is um, that yeah. Sean Connell? Other, other stuff in the news? <laughs> yep. The other thing I was saying before we- a long uh, time to most people. <laughs> that, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, the other thing we were discussing before when yeah. we weren't live is, Sean, have you, uh, have you heard about Dogecoin? the altcoin that kind of got blown up by TikTok uh, and people are just like pumping it up through social media, um, trying to get, 
Yeah, kids are just pretty much pumping up this altcoin, um, trying to get rich, doing a self-stimulus package by making viral tweets on TikTok and Twitter. And it literally, it, it actually, I was just looking, it gained 140% in, in a two-day span. So just an interesting thing. It's been all over the internet. So I figured I'd bring that up. Conj is definitely dead. He likes the altcoins, but I don't know. Conj, have you heard of that one? Check it out. I haven't. I might uh, have to take a look. Yeah. Yeah. I bought 50. All right. So we got food jeopardy. So we'll do this real quick before Ali comes on. So unfortunately, I can't share my screen, but there's a bunch of categories. The categories are fast food, vitamins, international food, dessert, and miscellaneous. And it's 100 to 500. So we'll do two questions each, I guess, to see how much time we have. So you can do any category and amount of money. And I'll keep track of it. So, Mike, why don't you go first? The categories, again, are fast food, vitamins, international food, desserts, or miscellaneous. I'll go international foods. Okay, for 100, 200, 300, 4, or 5? Five. 5. All right, so, Mike, international foods for 500. Chop suey was invented in this city, not in China. Wow. Uh... Ho Chi Minh? Actually, New York. Oh, I figured it could uh, be Vietnam. But. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Kanj, let me know if you want me to repeat the categories again. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, vitamins for 500. Vitamins for 500. Name the food group in which iron is found. I'll give you a hint. It's uh, easier than you food think. Group. <laughs> uh, I forgot the food. Uh, is meat a food group? Uh, that sounds you right. You got it. Yeah. Time for 500. Yeah. All right. Mike? There we go. Uh, let's go miscellaneous for 500. All right. This vegetable is never processed, frozen, cooked, or preserved. Your hint, Mike, is that it comes on most sandwiches. Comes on most sandwiches? Mm, yeah. Lettuce? What is lettuce? Correct. What is lettuce? 500, 500. Yeah. Conj? Um, that conj always hates lettuce. It's like, what's the point of it, right, conj? Put spinach on there. Yuck. I agree. Yeah. Exactly. Superior. I like the crunch factor, but health-wise, go spinach. All right. The conj is back up. Again, let me All know right, if you guys me want me Dealer's there. choice for 500. All right. Dealer's choice. We got fast food for 500. This country is the second largest fast food market after the U.S. Ooh. Uh, per capita or total? Uh, it doesn't specify. Con, you got this. Come on. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go with like uh, Brazil. It is China. Oh, gosh. Uh, so we got a tie game. We'll go I one more round. that would be too here. obvious. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's really – that wasn't really a 500-level question. But, Mike? Um – so what? What's the? Is there any five hundred left here? The only five hundred is desserts. Desserts five hundred. All right. How much does the most expensive dessert cost? It includes a four point seven carat pink diamond ring that used to belong to a famous English financier, Sir Ernest Castle. Isn't that a hundred thousand dollar cake? Um, it's. Uh, it's more than that. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, man. I had the wrong info on that on a uh, trivia question. 
<laughs> it is one $1.4 million. And it's a cake. And it's a cake. Damn, I, I knew what you were talking about there, and I thought it was a completely different amount. That's crazy. And wait, now that you mention it, 1.4 mil. Uh, oh, well. The cons for the win. All you have to do is answer any question. <laughs> let's let's you go want to desserts go. for 400. All right, desserts for 400. But if he doesn't get it, I have a chance to obviously pop it in. Yeah I, yeah, I won't give the answer, and you can steal the question. Name the main ingredient of minced meat pie. Oh, um, I want to say liver. What did you say, Conch? Uh, liver. Yo. <laughs> Incorrect, Mike. Of minced meat pie? Yeah. The main ingredient? Yeah, it's not meat at all. No, it's not. It's, I have men. <laughs> what are we talking about here? It's, uh, <laughs> Onions? I've never had it. There are onions, but it's actually dried fruit. Oh, wow. Well, Corey, great questions. Allie's actually yeah. backstage. Let's give her a okay. quick intro before we have her on. Allie Brunner. Corey, you want to do the intro since you brought in this guest? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I don't have the information in front of me, but I know she's a professor at NYU, or she was a former professor at NYU, speech pathologist. Allie was diagnosed with breast cancer, I believe in 2017, could be wrong, we'll find out soon. Um, and then given her situation, she wanted a community to surround herself with, and she formed the Breasties. So we're excited to have Allie on. I've known yeah, Allie no. pretty much my entire life. And here she is, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hi, everybody. Thanks so for good to see us you. With your presence. Oh, my gosh. What an intro. Corey, so good to see you. Nice to meet you, oh, Mike and you Sean. Too. You too. So tell us, how do you guys uh, go back? Corey was just starting to get into it. Yeah, you so I've known Allie way back, I, maybe <laughs> since first grade, maybe even earlier. But um, we went to school. We've been in, we live in Manalpin, obviously, our whole lives um, until recently. But we grew up in Manalpin, we went to school together. We were counselors at a day camp together. Pretty much known her forever. She was always a very smart, pretty girl. And um, yeah, Allie, we're excited for you to, to tell us your story and you know everything you've dealt with. I know, you know, Allie actually helped me when I was dealing with my eye and my situation. I know her mom was talking to my mom and helping her out. So we kind of became a little bit closer recently. And um, yeah, we're excited to hear about your story, Allie. Yeah, thank you for having me. I was I was super pumped when you reached out, Corey. Oh, thanks yeah. for coming on. So cool. Well, <laughs> let's chat. Let's do yeah. it. So, Allie, to start off, what exactly, take, take us through, obviously, this pandemic. I know I saw, was doing a little homework on you. You're a speech pathologist. Are you currently a professor at NYU or was that a, you're currently? So- Take us through what is it like in the educational sector right now with the unknowns for starters? Like, when do you see yourself getting back into the classroom? Yeah, so my situation is a little unique. I teach primarily for the online program um, for speech pathologists at NYU. So my normal hasn't changed too much. I teach mostly online. I recently moved out to the suburbs. So since that move happened, I haven't really taught on campus in a couple semesters, but I don't know what's going to happen with the on-campus program. They're anticipating going back in the fall, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
So have you been throughout this pandemic, do you do online tutoring or how have you been going about teaching virtually? Like, what is that like? Yeah. So my life is on Zoom. Everything's on Zoom. I, I teach for NYU through Zoom. Um, all my graduate level classes are on Zoom. So it's it's a lot. Um, I'm, I'm not practicing as a speech pathologist as much anymore, just because I teach a lot for NYU and the breasties takes a lot of my time, but I do have a couple private clients that I also see virtually. Um, so just doing some speech therapy again through zoom. So yeah, at the awesome. end of the day, it's a headache. <laughs> and the, with breasties, has that been able to take more of a front seat than it was before the pandemic with you not having to actually go into a classroom every day for work? What's that been like the balance? Yeah, it's been definitely allowing me to have more time to work. Um, but obviously, you know, we'll get into the breasties in a little, but our, we had to pivot a lot in what we do because we offer in-person support. We do a lot of events and retreats for women affected by cancer. So obviously that's all on hold. So we've had to pivot a lot. So it's been a lot of different work, but, um, you know, a lot of time still spent online building community. Mm. So what, in terms of the, like the retreats that you're talking about, obviously that you're, it's just kind of on a standstill until there's a vaccine or how do you go about really knowing when to feel comfortable of getting back into that environment? Yeah. I mean, just to backtrack a little bit. So um, I'm a breast cancer survivor and you know, the breasties was started by myself and a few other women in the community who were just looking for somewhere to connect with other people who understood what we were going through. Um, you know, I was diagnosed at 28. So that's very young to go through a cancer diagnosis. As Corey knows, you know, being young, you just feel kind of alone and confused. And like, why, why am I going through this so young when, you know, I didn't expect it. I, I, I was healthy, uh, in good shape. I ate well. So it was, it was a little confusing. So finding other young women in similar situations definitely helped. Um, so we started the Breasties, which brings together young people affected by cancer, specifically breast and reproductive cancers. And we host free retreats, wellness retreats for women in the community and events at the local level. Um, so obviously because of COVID and dealing with an, a largely immunocompromised community, dealing with people with cancer, you know, we have to be very careful and make sure that we're not putting anybody at risk. Um, all of our programming for 2020 has been on pause and move to virtual events and virtual support. So I don't really know when, when we'll go back. I mean, I hope 2021 we can resume and have some in-person events and retreats, but it's going to depend on a lot of things. And, um, you know, I'm, as you know, a speech pathologist and a professor, I, nonprofit work is not my background and I'm learning a lot. And my team and I have learned so much as we've created this community, but I don't feel qualified to make that decision. So we're going to be super conservative until we feel 100% comfortable because I, I don't want to put anybody at risk. None of us do. And we want to just make sure it's safe for people to come together and we don't want anyone to get sick. For sure. Yeah, of course. Give us uh, some. So what are some of the retreats you went on in the past before this whole situation started? Yeah. So we um, we incorporated as a nonprofit in 2018. Corey, you were right. I was diagnosed in 2017. So about a year after my diagnosis, the breasties kind of was born. Um, we've since then put together 11 retreats for women affected by cancer, about 30 people per each retreat. And then we've also had something called Camp Breastie. So we rented out a sleepaway camp and had about 500 people come 
Um, oh, and that awesome. was that was like a mega retreat. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, but all of our retreats, we hope to bring people together to bond over everything they've gone through. But, uh, you know, we're still young people who like to do active things and uh, get outside and have fun and have a happy hour and things like that. So we make sure to incorporate more than just cancer into our retreats. We have yeah. gone skiing and snowboarding, uh, whitewater rafting, hiking, things like that. In addition to like having having fun, bonding over everything we've been through, but also like just connecting over and being people and being young and having a good time. Allie, could you take us through like how you actually came up with Breasties? Like something like this, was it a like an aha moment after you got sick or was it uh, something else that happened along the way? Yeah. So, you know, when I was diagnosed, like I said, I was, I was young. And so I was connecting with other breast cancer uh, patients and survivors, but they were all like my mom's friends or friends of friends, you know, and they were much older than me. And although that was like a valuable connection, it wasn't, we didn't have the same concerns and priorities. Like, you know, I, I had just gotten married when I was diagnosed. I don't have kids yet. So concerns were different and my worries were different. So I, I turned to social media and was just like creeping from the background. Like who can I find is around my age to see what my life is going to be like, or what, you know, my breasts were going to look like, or what my hair was going to look like when it grew back. Like I had no idea what to expect being in my twenties. And so I connected with some amazing people one of which, her name is Paige, she is what we call a previvor. So she has a genetic mutation and so got a preventative double mastectomy and she, um, to prevent her breast cancer risk. And so she shared her story on Instagram and it kind of blew up. Like it was in a couple of magazines on different media sites. And I started to follow her because she was talking a lot about her story. And through that, met her in person. She was hosting local events in New York and then we came together to put on our first retreat with my co-founder, Bree, a co-founder named Leslie. And from there, it kind of just blew up. We, we did this first retreat before we were a nonprofit. We were like, hey, let's just bring together because it's going to be fun. Let's go skiing. Let's go snowboarding. Let's see what we could do. Let's see what we could get donated. And then when we got home because of social media, hundreds of people were just like, when's the next retreat? How can I get on one? you know, how can I get to an event in my local community? So we realized we have something there and we applied for our nonprofit status, got that a few months later. And yeah, since then it kind of has been a lot of playing catch up because unfortunately the community is larger than you think. There are thousands of young women being diagnosed with breast and reproductive cancers or a genetic mutation that puts them at risk. And so it's been really amazing to bring everyone together. Obviously really sad that all of these people are dealing with cancer, but really just inspiring to bring people together to share stories and have fun on these retreats. Yeah, it's incredible. You've been able to create a platform to bring so much unity together in that. And Ali, is there a point do you see with this where it could actually take over full time for you, where you're no longer even a speech pathologist and a professor and you just shift all in with this? That's the goal. I hope so. Just because, you know, it's hard to, I'm sure you guys know as entrepreneurs and just like, it's hard to dedicate a hundred percent of your time to like more than one thing. And, um, it's a lot of weekend work and night work and it, it's exhausting. I I'd love to be able to commit full time to the breasties because we've been able to do so much in this time being working other full-time jobs. Like just imagine what we could do if we, you know, we're able to dedicate a full-time amount to this. So 
that's the goal. We'll see. Hoping to transition to part-time um, this year. So we'll see. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I mean, I was going to yeah, I know. I, oh, go for it, Corey. No, I was going to say, I know you did like a bunch of media appearances. Were, were you on the morning news? What, what, all, what, what did you, um, which channels were you on? Or not channels, but which media morning news? Was it Good Morning America? Yeah, we were on the Today Show with Megyn Kelly before she, before she went off the air. Um, but yeah, we were on Good Morning America this this October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We participated in one of their initiatives, but it's been really cool. I think, again, just the power of social media and like hearing about the organization. A lot of media sites and websites have done some posts on us, uh, New York Post and um, some other cool um, sites. It's, it's been really amazing. It, it's grown faster than I could have imagined. I know that myself and the co-founders, you know, we kind of selfishly created this community because it's what we wanted. We were like, I want a place to belong. I want to find people who understand what I'm going through and have been through. And then it's clearly growing into something so much larger than us. It's it's thousands of women. Um, right. Yeah. So it's been it's been super cool. So thing, where do you see the next few years with Breasties? Like in your ideal world, Allie, what are you hoping this, it's already become huge. Where do you, where can you see this going from here? Yeah. I mean, right now. So like I said earlier, after the retreats, women have been coming home from these retreats and saying, how can I bring the breasties to my local community? And right now we have about 46 chapters across the country, a couple internationally of women who are hosting events at the local level. So they're ambassadors of the organization and are just bringing people together in their own community. So, I mean, that's the goal to keep the organization growing just to make sure that, you know, when people get diagnosed, they don't feel that feeling of isolation. They don't say like, I'm the only 20 something going through this. They realize, oh, the breasties exist. There are other young women around my age. And also just, you know, empowering people to share their stories. I think, you know, when I was first diagnosed, I was like, I'm not going to post this on social media. That's weird. I don't know. I think I never really came out and said like, Hey, I have cancer. And it was like something that I, I didn't know what to do with. It was like, I don't really want to say, Hey, everybody, I have, I have cancer, but I want to still post about my normal day to day. And I'm bald. So people are going to know I have cancer when I post about my normal day to day. So I kind of just did it. I kind of just posted a picture of, I think it was me and my, my chocolate lab and I was bald. And the outpouring of love I received was like pretty incredible. Um, but if I had known, like at the beginning of my diagnosis, like, hey, if I just like come out and say this, I'll meet other young women. I'll get to know other people. I don't know. Maybe I would have just come out and said it. No, I love following your journey. And Allie does like Allie's hair growth and she does the hashtag and you can follow along and, and track it since she shaved her head or since she lost her hair. And it, it's amazing to follow along. And Allie has like a huge support team with her family and friends. And I remember the first thing I saw, and this was before I was diagnosed, and I saw that you know your your friends and your family made you like an amazing video, and mm. and honestly just made me tear up. It was beautiful. Um, so yeah, you need that support system when you're going through it, and that was awesome to see. That's yeah. all. Allie, where can our viewers find the Breasties? Where's the best place to follow you, website wise? Yeah. So our Instagram is the. T-H-E underscore breasties, like breast and besties <laughs> kind of oh, mashed yeah. together. And then our website is www.thebreasties.org. I love that name. It's really, it's <laughs> so catchy. 
That's yeah, cool. it's it's funny because you know, as a nonprofit, we're like, can we call ourselves the Breasties? But we're like, hey, we're not doing things the way most nonprofits do it. Why not? Um, why can't we? Right? So That's it's been cool. it's been fun. <laughs> Allie, I have to ask you. You know, we're in the food space. Have you do you dabble with food delivery at all? Like, do you ever order in? Do pick up? Of course, and I'm a Penn oh, State fun. alum. The home of the oh, lion, so. lion menus. Lion menus. So you know <laughs> the whole That's awesome. Oh, yeah. What's I your remember go-to, My go-to. Oh, oh well, no, I just, sorry. I cut you off there. Tell us your no. Penn State food. I want to hear this. I was just going to say, I remember being in college and hearing, Corey, that you were starting up lion menus and all of B-Town menus and all of these amazing B-Town. platforms. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, Look at him already like starting a business in college. Like what a what a badass. But anyway, line menus, that was like a big thing in college. I feel like um it just made late night eating and weekends hungover, not knowing what we're gonna cook. It made life so much easier. So thanks for that, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. That I remember you know, yeah. you know my no, my go to in Penn State anytime I visited Mo was uh Wings Over. Oh I don't know if you remember Wings that. Over. Wings How o- can I forget? <laughs> yeah, and Wings over and, and DP dough. DP dough, yes. And DP dough is a good one. Both late night spots. Good oh, delivery man. option. Those college eats. So, what, Allie, what's your favorite cheat meal? Like your go to oh. like Sunday food coma? Oh, that's hard. I have so many. I feel like, I don't know about you, Corey, but after cancer, it's like definitely more of a cheat because I'm like, I can't be eating this all the time. But. Hmm. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a classic kind of person. I like a grilled cheese, like just mm. grilled cheese. I feel like that that hits the spot. But does that go know. with tomato soup always, Allie? Like, do you um, do you have to go one and two? <laughs> I mean, if it comes with tomato soup, it's going to be better. So yeah, please bring on the soup. Bring no, on the soup. Jersey, <laughs> I mean, you know, you grew up in the same neck of the woods as Sean and I, so that speaks for itself. Your Jersey guys too. Oh yeah, we grew up in Wachung, about like thirty-five minutes west of the city. Probably only like thirty minutes from you guys. Yeah, awesome. I yeah. yeah, I was in Corey's brother Greg's dorm, the same floor. That's how we got connected. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's how I met Mike and uh, Mike's B town menus before I even came into college, and then I quickly met with Mike, and ever since then, the rest so, is history and quite the journey. The rest is history, as they say, right? Yeah, and we're we're excited to continue to see Breasties build into a behemoth. On this thing, clearly is going to keep growing like crazy, and it's awesome Thank to see you. what you've done and inspired so many people. And we really appreciate the time too, Allie. It's been awesome. No, yeah, thank, thank you so you much, Allie. Definitely stay you out. It. Are you in Jersey or New York? No, thank you. Um, I was living in Jersey City up until about a year ago, and then we moved to the suburbs. I'm in Metuchen, New Jersey now. Oh, nice. I know. Oh, yeah. That's our buddy used to think I was from there, actually. Heitner. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Too funny. Enjoy the night, Allie. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having yeah, me. Good to see you, for, Corey. Thanks so much. Yeah, you too, nice Allie. To you Take guys. care. Nice to meet you, Hi, too. Guys. So <laughs> that was Allie Brunner, the, follow, the founder of the Breasties, which is quite the inspiring story. It's crazy. And Corey, you know, luckily Sean and I can't relate to this, but getting cancer, that's just to go through that. And then her being in the mode of, oh, let's turn this into a, 
you know, a community on another level. It's pretty remarkable when you think about that. Yeah. I think uh, what, what was interesting yeah. and what you said, and I totally feel it is like when, when you're diagnosed with cancer, you don't really want to tell anyone like, you you know, and the fact that um, she got past that and started a whole community is amazing. Yeah, it really is. That's uh, I'm pumped to continue to follow them. It's just cool when you see people getting together like that, where obviously, you, you know, we always talk about this in business too, where the, the only time you're supposed to really start something is if you have a problem that you really feel like there's a need for change. And clearly she's right. like, oh, I wanted there to be people like me. Where do I find that? Well, there wasn't one. She started one, which is awesome. And I, I think that's something to bring what we always talk about bootstrapped in the trenches. I think we've kind of gone off course with this, which is great with the fact that we have had an awesome guests and we hear their stories. And it also brings us back to our story with our business and that whole mentality where it's just like, Hey, unless there is a problem with the status quo to the level where you see a next level issue that's impacting you, that you know, is going to impact. She said, selfishly, we always talk about that you have to have a selfish mentality towards it for your own life to impact a lot of people or else it's not going to work. 100%. So that was cool to hear her use the term selfishly when starting a nonprofit for cancer survivors. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, me too. So that, that's um, some food for thought there, you know? Uh, but yeah, guys, yeah. it's been fun. I, I, uh, I, I worked up that appetite with Conj earlier, Corey, to have not eaten. I had a couple crackers. I was telling you guys, I got triggered by a hospital bed photo that my buddy was sending earlier. And I just got almost got really sick from it, just from a weird trigger I have of seeing like certain photos. I don't know what that, the psychology is behind that, but there's a reason I never wanted to be a doctor and wanted to be in broadcasting. No needles, no blood. Very keeps it very simple, you know? Man, I was, the COVID joke, that's a rough one right now. I feel like that's just karma coming that kid's way. That, I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this guy's going to get sick. So, <laughs> man, I don't know if he wants to die in that game. <laughs> that's dicey. Was, oh, I, I fell for it at first. I'm like, oh, man, I was out with this dude the other night. We had nachos, and I'm like, great. So my natural, the neurotic Jew in me is thinking worst case scenario. And then he's like, ha ha, just kidding around, man. It's like, dude, what I'm not kidding around about is you freaking me out thinking like you were sick. And obviously for my own mentality where it's like, wait, now am I going to be sick? And he was joking about it. It's like, come on. Yeah, but. I actually, I, I, I just saw Belloc, our, our friend, Andrew Belloc. And, you know, I saw him briefly on, on last week, last Thursday. And uh, Saturday, he hit me up saying, you know, he, does, he has COVID symptoms. So I literally just got tested yesterday. I mean, I feel completely fine. But yeah, you know, I feel like I had to get tested just in case. I don't know. So it's it's scary. <laughs> well, and that's where it's also like someone that's trying to pull a prank on that. It's like, yo, man, there's numerous problems with that. Another one is that you're sending your buddies to get tested, and then it's like, ha ha, just kidding. It's like, come on, that's not a joke. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> so I'm not gonna yeah. drop here, obviously, of who who pulled that one, but not not the best humor. So it sounds opinion. like. Uh, we're all breaking the fast tonight. What uh, what are you guys going with? Man, I you know what? Well, I don't Con, know. Con said, said vegan tacos. Vegan tacos sounded appealing. I just, I can't, that doesn't do it for me tonight, I don't think. I really, I have no idea. I might have to get more dumplings. 
Yeah, I'm addicted to this cauliflower pizza. Yeah. I think I'm going to uh, go in on that. Oath Pizza. Is it O-A-T-H. It's delivery. I don't know. I, I, it's, a, it's a chain. I know they have like five locations. I don't know if they're downtown, but it's, it's not the DiGiorno. best one I've had. It's yeah. not the Giorno at all. But it doesn't the Giorno <laughs> deliver now? They probably do. They should if they don't. <laughs> that should be their whole new gimmick. That would yeah. be good, Corey. Yeah. Conj, what are you eating for dinner? Tacos, you're doing it? Thinking uh, maybe, maybe maybe some spicy Thai food. Oh, now you're switching it to yeah. Thai food. Thai food sounds good. I, I had the tacos. Yeah. I like that, man. I went so hard on food this weekend. I kind of like, I, I, w I was definitely overdoing it a little. I, I've gone hard on the working out too, but I don't know. I, I might just go some dumplings and uh, udon or something tonight. Ooh, oh, can't go wrong with that. But yeah, one of your stomachs rumbling here. I think it's time for dinner. I love that corny <laughs> joke to get off this. That's yeah, like the first time it, I've done that. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Right. <laughs> Sean, thanks for coming on, man. Any last words you wanted to mention? Uh, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I hope to be back next time uh, Dan decides to play hooky. Oh, dude, you could be our guy that comes yeah. anytime uh, one, uh, either three of us aren't on if you want. Yeah, and I think Con should do some Deal. good news segment. I love it. I, I would love that. Positive. Kind of like it's raining, but it, like your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Just drop in by Con. He's there for like two minutes. He drops in, gives one good news update, and then just bounces. Doesn't like, even say anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm happy to be the good news segment of the week. There I we go. Conch, maybe you can get Elias cat on next time for Facetime. I'll I'll do that next time. I'll put her on. We'll get young man on because he's he's enjoyed his. I think he's starting to be less camera shy now that he's seventy, I guess, in human years. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's been middle age for so long. I know we can't call him young man anymore. I feel like he has to be Mister Miyagi again now that he's actually his age. Yeah, Mister Scissors. Yeah, Mister Scissors was something. I'll, that that might be the best nickname of all time of a dog. <laughs> I still have no idea where that came from with Dan, but <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, guys, yeah, I'll uh, yeah. catch you next time. Real quick, Mike. So next week we'll, we'll do the, uh, the book, the same book that we had for this week. Yeah. The uh, last the Kings, real, of King, Kings of Shanghai. Yeah. Great book, by the awesome. way. How's it been going for you? I, I have like three chapters left. I'm on the right. last part. Pretty good but I, I love it so far. Jewish really family so far. dominated Shanghai before China was China. Like, who, who would you know? know? I never knew that. Me neither. All right. Pretty interesting. Guys. All right, guys. See you next yeah. week. Thanks, Conch. And tune Thanks in, on, guys. Subscribe to us on YouTube, too, if you have the chance. We really appreciate it. Bootstrapped in the trenches. <laughs> and that's that. And every morning. Every morning, market mashup with the Roland brothers and, and Bob Rollins. What time is um, that? Eight? Uh, it's eight thirty Eastern time. Eight eight thirty. Check it out. There we go. Thanks, everybody. Later, Take guys. Care. Bootstrapped in the trenches, yeah. making moves, going all out.
every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go